Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I am Niall Spain. And welcome to the 100th episode of Fuck Buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we take questions from either our fine listeners or the wonderful people of the internet, and we answer them and give advice. Um, and just for, you know, to throw it back, do a little way back playback, I have Oliver in the, the closet with me. Hell yeah. So if, if you hear the gentle rumblings or, you know, the sounds of claws touching random surfaces, that's Oliver scratching at things. Do you hear that? No. There's no fizzing? Not really. Okay. Well, I had sparkling wine because my girlfriend surprised me with a little mini bottle for episode 100. Um, but I popped it too soon because I thought we were going to... I was waiting on you and then all the bubbles died down. So imagine. Hold on. There we go. Celebration. Yay. I'm going to kick us off with a little sex writing. Okay. Oh, and I'm wow. going to start and finish us with some sex writing today. Now, so, are you saying that this sex writing is so good that you're going to finish us with it? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, this is Smilla's Sense of Sorrow by Peter Hogue. Are you comfy? I know you don't usually get comfortable this early. You're usually in extreme discomfort for the whole yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I usually have my nail board out and... Got my nipples hooked up to the clamps, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'm, I'm comfy for this one. This is episode 100, so I figured I would, I would treat myself. All right. Standing in the middle of the bedroom, we take off each other's clothes. He has a light, fumbling brutality, which several times make me think that this time it'll cost me my sanity. In our <laughs> dawning mutual intimacy, I induce him to open the little slit in the head of his penis so I can put my clitoris inside and fuck him. What? <laughs> Is that an actual published book? <laughs> yeah, it must be. I mean, we've joked for years now, I think, that the people writing these things have never had sex. but this this lets us realize that we've never had sex not real sex uh yeah this is a 1992 novel by a danish author i hope that's a that's a translation error (laughs) i really hope that somewhere along the lines that just you know lost in translation because it's just like it just fundamentally doesn't understand how anything works it makes me very uncomfortable. Uh, yes. I mean, just the second anyone says, hey, you know, split your urethra open. Let me let me take a peep in there. What's going on? Huh. All That's right, well, already. And then the idea that you're going to, I guess, have a clitoris long enough to insert in there. And like hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> you open that dick for my long, hard clitoris. Jesus. <laughs> I, I maybe it makes sense in context of the rest of the novel. Anyway, I figured it'd be a good way to to prime you for what is going to be just the wettest episode. Fuck me. Okay. In the dick tip with my clitoris. I don't like it. 
All right. Do you want me to kick kick us off with a real question? Considering how you just kicked us off there, I don't know if I want you to ever speak a word to me ever again. That's fair. I can just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I think we all just need an hour of silence. <laughs> just to sort of pick up the pieces that you've just now shattered our lives. Well, thanks, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, <laughs> Paper Stars. And uh, my name's Nile Spain. All right, hit us with a question. All right. Do you want do you want to just keep going or do you want to like dip, I mean, you, dip back up to sanity? No, no. You've fucking hit the first domino. Let's I'm in sh- I'm not going to read the title because okay. Okay. it's one of those questions. Sure. It's also a little long, but it'll yeah. I'm in shock right now. So I'm sorry if this doesn't make sense. My girlfriend Sarah, fake name, throwaway throwaway account because she uses Reddit. And I have been together for seven years and has been, in the best way, uneventful. We make a decent income, own a condo in a nice city we both enjoy and get along well. Growing up, I always wanted a dog and in 2012, we met in 2013, I made the dream come true for myself and adopted my adorable son Rupert, a golden retriever. He and I do everything together and I would die for him. We are best friends. He's never been ill-behaved, doesn't bark, doesn't beg, enjoys his three walks a day and we go to the park four times a week. When Sarah moved in in 2015, everything was fine at first until she started complaining about her underwear going missing. She never had enough underwear to wear and could not figure out why. I assumed the dryer was shredding it or something. She only wears tiny looking underwear and it's a shitty old 80s dryer. But then at 3 a.m. one night, we wake up to Rupert violently vomiting on the carpet. He puked up stomach acid and her favorite pair of underwear. She was pissed but concerned for him, helped me clean up, called the vet to see if we should come in and made sure he was snuggled into his dog bed before he went back to sleep. Everything about the encounter was normal, and I was touched to see her care for my baby boy. After that, Rupert had a bad habit of eating her underwear. He would eat at least three pairs a week. I would vomit or poop it out. One time it got stuck in his butt, and I had to pull it out. I've spent thousands on imaging to make sure it wasn't stuck inside of him. I'm happy to report it's never been serious, and he always gets the underwear out, no problem. But we've been going crazy trying to figure out how he's been getting it. We implemented a new laundry system where we have two baskets, one for her underwear and one for the rest of our clothes, and the underwear basket goes in our shut closet. I was just assuming he was super sneaky or getting it while she was in the shower or some other logical explanation because what is actually happening is too crazy to wrap my head around. I had to go get a COVID test yesterday prior to visiting my grandma. They require a printout insurance card and I stupidly left it in the house. So after saying bye, I was gone for 10 minutes before I turned around and ran back in to get it. When I walked in, she was dangling her thong from her finger over Rupert, who was drooling and wagging his tail. I obviously freaked the fuck out and asked her what she was doing. She started crying immediately and began apologizing. She said she saw how much he liked it and thought it was a treat for him because he hunted it out so hard the first few times. Said she didn't do it often, but sometimes when I left, she would give it to him so he would like her more. She's worried that I like the dog more than her. And now I think I do, if this was intentional. I love her so much and do not want to lose her. She wasn't raised with dogs or animals due to extreme allergies in her little sister. So I really think she just didn't know. She doesn't even like dogs that much, except for Rupert. I really think she didn't know any better. Is there any coming back from this? Please help. I asked her to go to a friend's house while I took Rupert to the vet, and luckily he's fine, but I don't feel like I can bring him back around her. And this is by my 28-year-old my, my twenty-eight year old male dog has been getting sick from eating my girlfriend's underwear, and I thought he was just poorly trained, but I learned my girlfriend has now been feeding it to him on purpose. Ugh. Welcome to episode 100 once more, people. Oh, God. I just... Isn't the world bad enough now? As by user underwear help, please. Isn't... Aren't there enough bad things in the world? 
that we don't need this evil. That this fucking, this fucking. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> so okay, let's. Are you crying? <laughs> I don't know what I'm. I I don't know what's happening to me. Okay, we we're gonna answer this. Let's answer this. I'm waiting for you, man. If she wasn't, if you believe that she wasn't doing this maliciously to kill your dog, then you can chalk it up to, I guess, her just being an idiot. No, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm cutting in. I'm busting in. <laughs> even if, even if she was somehow ignorant and stupid enough to think that feeding a dog underwear wasn't going to, you know, injure them, she probably fucking should have gotten the picture after one. You implement an entire system so that he cannot no long he can no longer get said underwear. And two, you spent thousands on imaging to make sure there was no underwear stuck in his belly. Like those things alone should have been enough to change their mind. And it didn't. So yeah. the idiot excuse is gone. I mean, unless she's just that much of an idiot. Then I don't think your clinic I don't think you're legally able to date her then. Yeah, I mean like this thing is like if if I did something and I was like, oh, Fred, who is that's the name of my girlfriend's cat. And I was, you know, I don't even know what it like floss, dental floss or something. I was like, oh, Fred really likes to play with that. And then he likes to eat it afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it gets all tangled in his intestines and he has a very terrible poop. Yeah. And then you have to like pull it out inch by inch from his poor butthole. Yeah. It's like it, to to see that, to see the distress caused by my actions, I don't mm. think I would then be like, oh, he had a great time, and therefore I should keep doing this. Let alone, like, even if you manage to avoid the dog's discomfort and that, you'd see your girlfriend be quite upset probably about it, especially if she had to bring him to the vet and spend a bunch of money. Like, yeah. the monetary cost alone, even if it wasn't bad for him, even if your partner wasn't upset, you would probably have the wherewithal to be like, oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should invest I mean, in real treats for this dog. It's one of those things where like I would I would get it. I mean, I've I've had nightmares where whether it was like my parents or a, a partner or a friend or whatever has done something like even something as simple as like letting Oliver out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And me like losing my mind and being so angry about it. I I would have a very, very hard time ever respecting or you know calming down around someone who intentionally was doing harm to mm -hmm. my pet because like as as smart as some animals are they're still like idiots you know what i mean yeah. like they're little they're little fuzzy idiots uh, mm -hmm. and like if they're like they don't really like you know they don't really know that like eating underwear is bad for them it's like yeah he throws it up but like dog would eat an entire box of chocolates no, yeah, that will kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like dogs don't have that sort of like mental capacity to be like, oh, hey, the last time I did this, I threw up everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're just like, hey, this was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. Also, dogs are very eager to please, right? So if they know you, you are having a good time feeding them, mm -hmm. they're happy to do it. Yeah. They're I, trusting and they're they're too pure for this world. And you're feeding them fucking loin fabric. Yeah. I, yes. It, this is so so like i get like from this guy's point of view i don't know if i would i would be able to continue to date someone so my like, fear is that she lied when confronted about everything except for the grain of truth which was you like the dog more than me 
And you thought this was like just her trying to kill She's the thing? trying to kill the fucking dog because you like the dog more than me doesn't really check out with I'm trying to make the dog like me by feeding a fucking underwear. Yeah. I think they got caught in a lie and and while rambling, they did let let through the one thing of truth and that's that they don't like this dog and they feel threatened by it. I say run. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, yes, I, I don't think I would be able to continue to date someone who's done this because what like what if it's just sort of like you know she's drunk and she's like ah one last time even like if we're gonna go under like what she said is the truth Mm -hmm. if she's like you know hammered you know or you know you're away on vacation or something and she has a bunch of friends over she's like hey guys want to see like a fun trick that my dog does like my dog likes eating underwear blah 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 and does it or like one of her stupid drunk friends does it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's 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 just a ticking time bomb before one of these things actually kills this poor dog. Yeah. Um, and then it's like partly your fault for like seeing the issue and not getting out of there. Yeah. Well, like the way I see it is like, if you want to err on the most positive side and believe this person, I think they're too dumb to date. Like if they legitimately don't understand in the first place, and then continue to not understand when you've gone to the vet, when you've been worried, when you've implemented this system. They are too stupid for you to date. Like, you cannot have a life with someone who does not get basic shit like that. Yeah. Like, there's just no way. And if you go on the worst side of things where she's actively trying to harm your dog, that's pretty much irredeemable. Either way, no, there is no way back from this. You get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think you have to just be like, hey... You cross the line, and if you like, like you said, like if you haven't been able to figure out that, like me taking to the vet every time this fucking happens, mm-hmm. that it's not a good idea, then I can't trust you to be around. Like, what happens if they have kids? Yeah, what happened? Like that—that's the thing. Kids are a lot harder to take care of than a dog. Yeah, like a lot harder. What? Like even just like basic day-to-day shit. Like, what did? What, what kind of decision making does this person have? If they can't yeah. handle basic shit like this, it's like it's literally not worth being. It doesn't matter how amazing they are. You literally cannot be in a relationship with somebody like this. Yeah. If Even you can't trust them to like, you know, keep the things that are dependent on them alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. You got to get out of there. Yeah. And like in the most basic fashion as well. No. This poor right. pupper. Yeah. Rupert, I'm so glad he's okay. We're here for you, Rupert. I love Golden Retrievers. That was my first dog. Like the happiest boys. Okay. This comes from a a longtime user and listener of ours, um, Agent Luxury. Hell yeah. She sent us a whole whack of questions. Good. Um, She did want to update and say that uh, her and her boyfriend are still together. And they're still having really, really great sex. Hell Um, yeah. And she she thanked us for our uh, handjob and blowjob techniques that we shared with her. Um. One of her you know what was really funny. That was like one of the most awkward moments of the last 100 episodes. Just like half a meter away from each other, staring into each other's eyes and talking about hand jobs. Like, because you guys don't get to see our like hand movements. Oh, shit. yeah. Yeah. We were pretty much simulating. Yeah. And it was like, just funny because uh, it's like, you know, it was just like at one point I remember Jury, I'm just like staring you dead in the eyes because like it's weird. It's almost weirder if I'm looking anywhere else. And like it wasn't all that awkward, but it was definitely one of the most awkward moments we've had in the entire podcast, and it was a lot yeah. of fun. Man, is it weird that I forget that you used to sit across from me when we did this? The heat of sitting in that closet with you has never left my soul. 
Like it's charred <laughs> slightly. I cannot forget. Anyway, continue. Uh, so Agent Luxury asks, a while back, I asked my boyfriend what things he's always wanted to try, and he said a threesome. He also said that he imagines most guys in the world probably thinks the same thing, especially with two girls. I personally don't think I will ever be okay with any type of non-monogamous sex, just because that's the type of relationship I want. I explained this, and he said that's fine, but a part of me always feels like he's, uh, like it's something that he will, I will never be able to give to him. And it sometimes you think that sort of a sexual incompatibility will cause issues. So the questions are, one, or do most guys really want that slash fantasize about that? And two, how can I cope with the fact that what he wants, that he wants this and I will never be OK with it? Uh, side note, at this point, I can see us being together for a long time. So does he. We talk about what we'll do when we finish our PhDs. Also, fucking cool that you guys are both. Go yeah. for your PhDs. Uh, where we'll live, uh, when we want kids, and he's even called my parents the in-laws, even when we aren't engaged, etc. Uh, yeah, well, I think, yeah, it is like a very common fantasy for guys and stuff. I would, yeah, I would, I would put it on like probably the top of the list that like, yeah, most people have, or especially dudes, have a threesome fantasy. Yeah, um, and I think that that's a good thing because like, it's not like this niche thing that's unique to him that is going to be a deal breaker i think most people know that in their relationship that's not going to happen because like it's really not all that common that couples are are okay with something like that so the good thing is like and i'm telling you now i don't think it's going to be a deal breaker whatsoever and you never know as you guys get older and more comfortable and more bored what you're doing right now maybe one day you'll be open for it or he'll be open to something else but it doesn't really matter because i really don't think it's one of those like powerful fantasies that would break anybody up i think it's just like a constant like that would be fun and then you get over it. yeah yeah and the thing is it's like if like you don't have to be on board with every one of your partner's sexual fantasies no you know what i mean it's like the the nice thing is you asked mm -hmm. and he told you honestly yeah you know i what think mean? so it's like I think that's the takeaway here is like that that's awesome the fact that you were willing to sort of be like hey what are you into and he was not afraid to be like, nothing, baby. Like, everything's fine. I love everything. Like, it's a pretty scary thing for, for dudes to be like, I would be into a threesome because it's a slippery slope of people misinterpreting that as being like, you're not enough. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he trusted you with that and the fact that you're willing to discuss those kind of things is a really good sign for your relationship. A hundred percent. Like, that's all I was thinking of when you were talking about this is that like, those are the kind of like gold flags, really. You know what I mean? Like you have honesty on both sides and like compassion. Like you're you're willing to be compassionate to yourself and not compromise on what you want to do, but you're also worried about them them and that as well. Like it's it's really nice that you guys clearly care about each other a lot, can be honest with yourselves, and are like sexually open enough to discuss these things without like insecurity or like anything else kind of getting in the way. Yeah, and you touched on it briefly. It's like don't be quick to say that like you're never going to want something because I don't know how long you guys have been together, but like eventually there comes a point where, you know, maybe it might be worth looking into. Maybe you guys meet someone who just kind of like clicks with both of you and it might be something that you could be interested in. Granted. Now, like if you're not into women, I would strongly suggest not pursuing a threesome because when everyone isn't into each other, threesomes are fucking terrible. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to bring up is like, you know, it's great that you want to kind of like satisfy your partner's uh, like fantasies and all that. But like 
there's a difference between like if you ever did decide to do it just because it could be like a really shitty thing for both of you guys if you're not you know what i mean like if you're not into it like you're not enjoying it it's probably not gonna be a fun experience and you're just gonna end no. up off for it at the end so it's like i think at like related advice is like don't go for something that you're not into just for the sake of you know what i mean pleasing someone because you'll probably end up doing it worse you know obviously there are yeah. different degrees of like uh, okay, i can kind of get into this or like i really hate this but i'm doing it because but i do think that's something to be careful of yeah i mean like i remember i've had two threesomes where that's been the situation i was once with uh they were a a lady lady couple um but one of them was bisexual and she was like we'll bring you in but the uh, her partner was uh, strictly a lesbian and had no interest in me. Um, and like, it was so weird because the whole time I was like, I don't want to touch you because I know you're not into that. So it was almost like having like an obstacle course <laughs> where like you're constantly trying not to touch the other person. And like, that's not fun. Like no. sex shouldn't be that cerebral. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it shouldn't be about like being careful and avoiding things especially not a whole other person in the mix. And then I had another one where like the, the two girls weren't into each other. Like they, they weren't into women. And the whole time I was just like, I was like, I'm the, the thing that ties this all together and I'm not having fun because, you know, I have to focus on two things. And if I'm not focusing equally, I'm worried that you're not having fun. Like, otherwise you're just going to be sitting there watching. Mm -hmm. I also like, think... that's sorry. Continue. Sorry. I was going to say, it's like nine times out of 10, like that's not really what threesomes are about. You know what I mean? It's like the, the act of participation of all three people is really, you know, the point of it and really when it shines and is fun. Mm -hmm. I also think like the threesome fantasy is, is usually a pretty passive fantasy for people where it's like, yeah, that'd be fun. But like they've never really stopped to think about it. And if it ever became a reality, I always feel like there's a secondary like, OK, shit, now that's real, I have to actually consider it. And sometimes people don't even like that. Like they get thrown off by how to act and what to do. And like it, it, they get in their own head about it as well. Like I've seen a bunch of questions on Reddit where it's like, I've always wanted this, but now that's happening, I'm freaking out. And like sometimes they actually aren't into it, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's a good thing as well because it is one of these fantasies, but it's not like, again, like not this active kind of like burning thing. It's like, sure, that would be cool, but you know. I think it, it's I think there's a lot of societal sort of like influence as well of being mm -hmm. like, you know, it's kind of like the Holy Grail. If you have two women, you're better. Yeah, it's like that's not at all at all true. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's it's pretty much like a, a hangout from every like comedy in the like mid the 90s and the 2000s. Right. It's like, yeah, threesome was always like the best, you know. So I, I definitely wouldn't worry about it. I don't think it's one of those things that's overwhelming to any degree and if it was i'm sure it would have come up a lot more often than a lot sooner you know yeah there would have been a lot more angling and a lot more like oh, look at her what is she doing blah, 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 yeah blah. you know what i mean like if it was that sort of and like let me tell you that's the easiest way to never have a threesome yeah so yeah again if, they, if that hasn't been the case so far i would just be happy that you guys can be honest and open with each other and like you guys sound like one killing it, hell yeah for the PhDs. Two, like comfortable and confident, and I love the fact that you guys seem to have a really good relationship. And I wouldn't let this bother you. And you know, if you ever change your mind, if in the future you decide to do it, it's great because you've opened the doors. So you can always turn around and be like, "Hey, back in the day, you said whatever. I'm interested." And also, you don't have to do that either, which is great. So, 
Yeah, I, I don't see. think anyone would be like, oh, now you want a threesome? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like once you've broached the topic, it's so much easier to like bring it back up again. But also, you know, it sounds cool that you've talked. You know your position. He seems cool with it. It all sounds good and healthy, and I wouldn't worry about it. Do you want to do your user questions? I had to remind you. Yeah, because I'll probably forget. All right. So this is by the, uh, the simply named Agent Kate. Uh, they say... Congratulations on your 100th episode. Thanks. Uh, and they want to know, what's the appropriate way to date someone you knew as a kid who is now back in town and going through a divorce? Uh, they also recently matched on Bumble, so it is relative to online dating. She thought that he was still with his girlfriend as their Facebook friends, and as they are Facebook friends, and thought they were married and matched him out of curiosity. Does it still say they're married on their Facebook profile? Because I would be worried that it's not true. You think to to double check that the divorce is real first? Yeah, I would. I don't know how you would go about doing that, but I, I think that's worth being because like, you know, being able to like stay married on your, your public profiles. And then mm-hmm. when someone catches you, you just be like, oh, now we're actually going through a divorce. Um, again, I don't really know how to do that without getting real creepy and real pryy. So I will say it is Ireland. So I don't think you could get away with it because... There's so little people and everybody knows everybody to a certain degree, especially on fucking online dating. Like it's almost impossible to find new people on that. Um, that I really think so many people would be pinging his profile that it would get back to his wife. So I'm right. imagining okay. it's real. Again, okay. I, I'm not 100%. And like it's been a long time since I've been single in Ireland. But from everyone I talk to back home, that's one of their major like negatives about online dating in Ireland is that you just find people you know all the fucking time. Fair. So I'm okay. going to go out and say I, I'm sure it's real. Okay, cool. Um, but just in case, that's some advice. Double check. <laughs> yeah, I, I, then I don't know what really the problem is. It's like, how, how, how would you not like just date them like a normal person, like like as if you would date anyone else? Well, I think there are there are certain things to be aware of. Um, certainly. Like if someone's just out of a divorce, it's very possible they don't want to get into a relationship anytime immediately. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so yeah, if you're looking for, you know, to lock someone down, I would maybe hard pass on this because like there's if this guy is still in the process of getting divorced, there's no way he's in like a mental headspace, regardless of what he tells you to like jump into another relationship. Yeah, so I would, like, if you just want to, like, hook up or have something casual, like, fine, you know what I mean? But you, I think, like, that's kind of the main thing that that I would think of is, like, to make sure that you know what you're signing up for because it is highly possible that he's not ready for a relationship considering the divorce. And if he is, it's highly possible that it would be a terrible relationship with him so soon out of what was presumably a long-term relationship, you know? Yeah, and also, like, divorces are fucking stressful. So it's mm-hmm. like there's there's that layer of of sort of like anxiety and pressure that's on him as well. So like you might not be getting true, you know, whoever yeah. you're getting like middle of divorce, whoever, mm-hmm. which I imagine is not anyone's sort of like best foot forward. Yeah. And like, I don't know because you said they're like back in town. So I don't know if like they left their wife wherever they were and are back by themselves or if like their wife is also kind of from the area or whatever. But like, that's another thing you kind of have to be aware of is that like, if you're getting involved with him and like 
his wife and the people that know his wife and family are all around, like maybe things can get weird with them as well. Like, I guess it depends who's breaking up with who and how and what's going on. But like, again, Ireland being small and everyone knowing everybody, it's like, sometimes it's not that the most fun to get involved with either. Right. Especially if the divorce hasn't even gone through, you don't want to then, you know, be involved in the process. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, that's a really good point of being like, it's always suspect when you break up with someone and they're dating someone almost immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like, there's always that sort of in the back of your mind being like, Oh, is this the reason you broke up? Like, you know, were you cheating on her with them? Were you, you know what I mean? Like there's that sort of being like, Oh, that was awfully quick, Steven. So maybe, maybe consider that it's, it's tough. Cause like, we're trying to, I'm trying to think of the way like in Toronto, I don't think of mean fucking shit or like any big city. I don't think it would mean anything like I would I totally get the sort of allure of like, you know, if there was a, a cute girl from high school and I was single and then I, you know, she was she had been like locked down for the entire time. And all of a sudden, you know, she was single and available. And if I was too, I would totally get like that allure of being like, damn, I've kind of wanted to hook up with you since high school. Mm-hmm. And now is my chance. Um, I get I get that pull for sure. Yeah, well, I'm hoping like. Again, if it's not a case of, you know, wanting a serious relationship off the bat, it's not a case of like weirdness surrounding the whole divorce, or whatever. This could be fucking awesome, especially for for them as well. Right. Because like it always sucks when you're when you're coming out of a relationship or you're reentering single life. And, you know, to have somebody, you know, and trust and like have a connection with and then to turn things from friends to something more sexual, it could be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like that could do a lot to rebuild your confidence and your like, you know, faith in humanity. I know it sounds dramatic, but like we've all been there coming out of relationships and like, you know, also clearly you like this person and uh, you guys get on and you match on Bumble. So clearly there's a connection there as well. So, you know, there seems like, I know we said a lot of negative things a second ago, but it seems like there are also a lot of really positive things here and it could be a really awesome situation. So like hundred percent go for it. Just maybe keep some of the other things in mind. Yeah, you know, test the waters before you fucking jump in. But, like, there's no reason that you shouldn't go for a swim. Mm -hmm. And, like, for all we know, they might have been, like, separated or, like, broken up but still married for a while. So, like, you know, if it is one of those cases where the divorce is just taking a long time to, to get around or whatever, then maybe they will be slightly more ready for a relationship. I still think it's best to play it slow or just keep it casual, but it's up to you. Yeah. So this is another question from Asian Luxury. She sent me a bunch. Hell yeah. I recently tried wearing a thong and it really turned on my boyfriend. And it turned me on too, just knowing it was turning him on. More so than being naked. What are some other instances of things that your girlfriends have done slash worn that really turn you on, even more so than seeing them naked? Ooh. Well, there's, okay, well, there's always the obvious ones. Like, you can get a costume. Cheerleader. None. Builder, <laughs> what? Train, oh, oh, train, man. train conductor, baby, please, please, please put on that construction worker. I need I think, it. I think just, my... Cat call me, cat call me, please. <laughs> Swing that rebar around. Mm. Now fuck my dick tip with your clip. Stop it. So I think like costumes are a very obvious and easy one. You can, you know, you can, you, you like doing underwear. How about like skirt, no underwear or dress, no underwear. Uh-huh. That one's fun. Uh, how about trench coat? Nothing underneath. That one's fun. 
I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. But that's fine. If you, if that's your flavor. Have you I'm ever not... had anybody trench coat naked to your door? Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's cool. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy taking clothing off. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if my job is already done, I'm a little... I'm a little sad. I'm a little yeah, like, but like I feel like cheated out of the experience. Okay, this isn't every time. If it was every time, it would get weird. And also, like, maybe they're just into like you know, sh- what's the word I'm looking for? Like I mean, exhibitionism. I guess, you know, I how many schools if, do they walk past on the way to your place? It could be dodgy. I don't know. But once in a while, it's fine. I guess if I didn't know about it, yeah, I guess you're right. If if I was just booty calling someone and they showed up like that, I think I'd be like, okay, yeah, all right. Um, but I think it would be a one-time thing for me. I don't yeah. think I would want it to be like, you know, every other time or like, at what point did I suggest doing that multiple times, Dane? You said specifically every time, never wear clothes ever again, only a trench coat. Wait, I'm going to check with our stenographer. Oh shit. Yeah. I said those exact words. Sorry. You did. You did. I say guess that. I just blacked out from, <laughs> honestly, I just keep imagining a clit penetrating my penis. So I don't really yeah. know half of what I'm saying. This episode is going to be like seven hours long because we literally every time you say that, we just black out for about an hour. <laughs> the ache alone just makes it hard for my like uh, thoughts to just, you know, formulate. Um, I'm a really, really big fan of like a loose T-shirt. I know it's not like the sexiest thing, but like. Okay, what's what's under this loose T-shirt, Dane? Nothing. I don't. I like taking multiple items of clothes off. I'm Dane. Now I'm gonna do almost the exact same thing, but you lift it up instead of opening it like a fucking coat. Wait, what? No, I <laughs> like leave the clothing on. That's fine. You can leave the trench coat on too. I also, stick to the trench coat. You are completely contradicting yourself. You said you like to take clothes off, and then you just tried to contradict me by saying, "Keep the fucking clothes on, Dane. Get out." You're done. I've never, I've never said that. Sure. Let, me, let me check in. Ah, fuck. I did say that. Yeah. I will make sure you never podcast in this town again. <laughs> uh, nothing but knee high socks. Yes. Oh, or just or, or match skirt, no underwear with knee high socks. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like keeping like, even if they're not knee high, like long socks, high mm-hmm. socks on. There's something about it. That's just like, there's something about keeping like one article of clothing on mm-hmm. that makes it seem sort of like risky. I don't know. Yeah, or like like you you needed it so badly that you didn't have time to completely undress. Like mm-hmm. that well, that kind of gets me. Also, like the the way that boobs move under a shirt, like a t shirt, mm-hmm. it's just it is one of the life's simplest pleasures. A hundred percent. Clothed sex can be really fun. So like. Try the no underwear dress or skirt thing, but also try kind of a medley of what me and Dane just mentioned, where it's like you start doing whatever while you're fully clothed and then you just pull your underwear to the side. Yeah. You know, or even just like barely off you and like just keep everything you're wearing on apart from that. That can be really fun, too. Again, not all the time. Now, she also asked, um, what are some things that they've done? So not just war, but like has is there something (laughs) that like that, like, you know, they do something. Not just war. Like, sorry, it sounds like W-A-R. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, war does turn me on a lot. Oh, my God, yes. See, that's a vaguer question. Or it's not vague, but, like, there's so many things to choose from that it's kind of like, I don't know, I always find, like, just changing things up is fun. You know what I mean? Like, if he's usually the one to initiate or take control, you be the one to initiate or take control. If 
or vice versa, you know? Um, if you, you know, usually have sex in the bedroom, jump him while you're in the living room or, you know, while he's working from home, um, you know, at a Zoom meeting and you're under the desk. No, don't do that. His his O face will give it away. <laughs> um, just like shaking things up like that is really fun. There's also something to be said about like, if you tend to have like a longer lead up towards sex, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like if you guys are having the foreplay, there's there's something to be said about like just kind of, you know, going right to it. Mm-hmm. And that you know what I mean, sort of like a subverting expectation, like you said, sort of like changing it up. You know what I mean? Um, because there's nothing there's nothing that sort of like slows the the sex role like monotony mm-hmm. and doing the same thing over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with having a consistent sex life. I don't want to make it sound like you need to fucking do something crazy every fucking time. You don't. But just every now and then, like Niles said, if if something has changed, if something's a little different, like you break the rhythm just a little bit. It's it's night and day. Like it's such a huge difference. Even if you're just doing something as small as, you know, he just got out of the shower and you, you know, take his towel off and sort of like start giving a hand job. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like that can play quite well into the clothed sex as well. If you just get to it really quickly, and if you usually get to it really quickly, slow things down. Give him like an achingly slow blowjob. You know, yeah. drag it out or just pin him down and sit in his face. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's it's all about shaking things up. You guys have already had these talks, you know what I mean? Like, you literally asked him what he was into. I don't think there's, like, there's also nothing wrong with just sort of being like, if he's, you know, playing video games or something on the couch, or watching a movie, or, you know, just sitting in bed reading a book. There's nothing wrong with you, like, coming up beside him being like, what would you think if I, you know, sucked your cock right now? Mm-hmm. And And, like, that sort of, like, that jarring sort of, Ex- like, breaking the expectation of being like, oh, you know, he thinks you might just be coming over to sit beside him or like kiss him on the cheek or whatever. And like to hit him with that, like that overtly sexual offer mm-hmm. is going to blow his mind. Have you tried spreading his dick tip and putting your clip inside? God damn it. Oh, by the way, just in case anyone is listening and is, you know, ever considering that, don't, right? We're agreed on this. Don't ever, right? I feel like, hey, okay, we're not here to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. I mean, we kind of are. But I feel like if, if that's ever going to happen, the man has to initiate. Well, yes, you can't just spread someone's dick tip without, oh, without express consent and <laughs> desire. Yeah, like this is this is not a game that you play ever. But I think you, you have sort of unlimited options. And I think it is just sort of act on impulse. You know what I mean? Don't overthink it. Don't double think yourself. Just sort of be like, if there's ever a time where like you're struck by, you know, that horny feeling, just do it. Just just move. Even if you're like, ah, I don't know if now is the right time. Hit them with it. Unless it's like a funeral or something. Don't do it then. Mm, grief is a... Uh is an arousing force. Yeah, it's the strongest aphrodisiac. That's what I was trying to say. Um, as we all learned from the 90s and 2000s comedies. So do hit them at the funeral. Um, okay, you ready? Yep. Or do you got anything else to throw in there? Nope. This is by Throw RA Competition. I, 30-year-old male, have been married to my wife, Helen, 26-year-old female, for four years now and together for seven. She's been my rock, my savior, through a lot of my early struggles, and we have two children, a one-year-old and a 2.5 years old. Problem we're having is difficult to deal with because I do not know what the correct move is. I have an employee, Layla, 23-year-old, that works for me, functioning as both my sales partner and my number cruncher. 
She's been working for me for almost three years now. My wife is convinced she has strong feelings for me. Is it because of literally anything Layla has done or said to me? Nope. So why does my wife think Layla is in love with me? Because my wife thinks she has found Layla's online anonymous story about me and her. There's a bit of history to this that makes the situation even stickier. My wife used to be a writer for an online children's show slash web series. Writing is her passion. She worked hard at her job. But in 2016, another writer, who we'll call Writer X, started bullying her. I'll spare the details, but it ended in several other writers ganging up on her and basically canceling her. We have had serious long-term repercussions to my wife's confidence and self-worth, which we've been working on. I thought things were getting better, especially since we've had kids. My wife has a new calling in life to make an awesome home for our family. But her mood took a nosedive a bit more a few months ago when she was checking up on Writer X and found the writer's blog was picking up some traction, writing weekly installments to a romance story. It has some non-negligible coincidences. Her character applies to a small business, and the interview is unconventional, involved walking around the city and talking. Her character's boss's name is not a real name, entirely made up, but has the same initials as mine. And her character travels with her boss on long-distance sales trips, including one specific city in her story that we also went to. Every single week, she updates this long-running story on her blog, and the two main characters are her and her boss. I'll be honest, I haven't read through the story because it's huge, but I know it involved tons of sexual tension, flirting, teasing, will-they-won't-they vibes, and explicit dream sequences involving the characters. My wife is dealing with all this pent-up fury and insecurity about the possibility that it really is Layla, and the fear that some percent of these stories are true. Can't even pin down the problem, because every time we talk about it, she'll admit it's silly, uh... She's probably not Layla, and even if it is, why does it matter if she's writing anonymous fanfic about a character with my initials? But even though she says it, she has quasi-panic attacks reading the newest installment, which she religiously reads. She refused both my attempts to get her to talk to a therapist. She's defensive about the situation and refuses to admit there's a problem, but I know on the inside she's living through a weird nightmare where her bully steals away her husband. Does anyone here have any experience with something like this? There's zero chance I'm going to bring this up to Layla. I'm her mentor and her boss, and having this kind of conversation is not how I want to run my company but my wife's paranoia is chipping away at her sense of reality. Two days ago when we were having sex, she did something she's never done before, which I very much enjoyed, but then the next morning I found out she tried it because writer X's character did it with her boss. Like, what the actual hell can I do when she isn't ready to admit that there's a problem? Oof. There's a few things. Wife thinks her bully is writing romance fiction about me. So does her the wife not know who writer X is? presumably not because like that seems weird that you worked with this person and they have somehow like managed to bully you get all the co-workers to then bully you and get you fired from a job how did you not know who? i assume it was like via online okay so whatever she was writing or whatever was going out like online a bunch of writers started like harassing her and ganging up and canceling her i assume it wasn't like in work Oh, I thought it was like, I thought they all worked together as writers on the same show. No, I don't believe so. Because otherwise this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's why I was just like, surely, you know, if they're the same people, like surely there's a solution is, you know, invite your wife out for lunch when you and Layla are having lunch and be like, is this her? Yeah. Well, I know like most of, uh, most of the like, on like most writer bullying and writer canceling just happens online, like usually Twitter. That's uh, fair. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm assuming. I thought it was like a writer's room, like situation where they all were working on the same show together. Um, 
But I mean, even even still, I imagine if this writer is trying to gain traction, they're using a name. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, yes, it could be a fake name, but like it should be easy enough to like search that up, wouldn't it? You would imagine so. Like they might just have an online blog that like is anonymous, which like if they're doing something on the smuttier side, they might not want related to their actual profession, you know, especially if it's uh, if they were in like children's shows as well, like the other person was like, I assume there's some connection there. But they said that the blog is written by writer X. Yes. What I'm saying is if you're writing a smutty blog, you probably don't want to connect it to your real name. Right. But it might be your online persona that you also use to bully people. Right. Okay. So writer X and the blog could be the same. Cause again, if you're going to be a shit bag and like bully people to the point where they like, you know, are you're effectively harassing people. You probably also don't want that connected to you professionally. Yeah. So I, I mean like short of doing that kind of detective work and being like, see there, this is who they are. Here's a Facebook profile for this person. That is not Layla. Check it out. That's the thing. If it is, you gotta, you gotta smoke her out. I think there's a few ways to do this. I think you could do the, the detective route where you try and maybe, maybe get onto her like, Oh, I, I'm from erotic weekly, you know, the, Oh, Hey, I'm from fuck buddies podcast. And we want to feature your erotic story. Uh, would we be able to you know, get a picture? Maybe even just a Skype call. We're going to have you on an episode. Fuck. We will do this. If you message us in, we will invite her to be on the podcast and you can be like, Oh shit. That's Layla's voice right there. But other than that, I think the way you got to do it is to catch a Fox. You gotta be Foxy. So you need to come up <laughs> With a brand new habit, something fucking bizarre, like something like inescapable, right? Like maybe you start, you know, those like chewing tobacco and like those buckets that go thing. Like maybe you just got to carry one around everywhere, you know, or like (laughs) got to get that chew going, baby. Right. Maybe like really dry crackers all the time to the point where like when you talk like a little mist of like cracker dust comes out because you just won't drink water, but you can't stop eating dry, dry crackers. No, 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 that's not going to work because this person is painting them as like a, they're not going to turn their main character into unattractive. Even what you better, need to do is you need to start is, wearing a distinctive thing. Well, you're following, you're, you're putting down, you're getting down when I'm putting up or whatever. You're putting up what I'm putting down. I don't know what the term is right now. Cause I'm picking I up what you're putting down about a clitoris penetrating my penis um yeah you know what i'm saying because either one way you are so unattractive that they stop and everything's solved or it can't help but show up in the story maybe you cut yeah. start calling yourself the kid hey that's my thing <laughs> i believe not um and i feel like if you do something like this and it shows up like oh shit maybe like mention that you guys have like a big trip to a certain city mm-hmm you know what I mean? And like really lay on that, like, you know, but the hotel and about like, you know what I mean? Be real suggestive about this trip. But obviously, like, just in case it's not, don't be creepy about it. But like <laughs> pepper down enough, like really juicy details that if they make their, you know, same idea, if they if like all of a sudden there's like this big trip on the horizon and, and the main character, you know, this this character in the blog is going to make her big move. Great. OK, cool. Alternatively, I think it's a great idea. Like when you said do a Skype messenger on Twitter and be like, hey, we're I'm a writer for this magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's we'd love to like your blog is picking up traction. We'd love to interview her. Get her on a Skype call. 
look at her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And be like, or even just like, even if she only wants to do voice or whatever, or ask if she can send a picture because you want to put it on your article, or even just ask her question, be like, oh, like, where do you live? What city do you live in? Blah, 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 blah. Because like the thing about this person as well, right? Like if you, if you slip them details that start to become details about you that they can safely use, they will use them because why else would you start to put things from real life? Like your interview and like your, the initials and the city, like the person wants to be able to say it's you and feels like they can't. So as much of you as they can put in, they're going to. So if you give them safe ways to do it, they will. And that's an easy way to prove that, you know, if all of a sudden her character starts just having chewing tobacco everywhere, that's that's a pretty dead giveaway. The likelihood of this Twitter bully living in the same city as you, you know, finding where your husband works, getting a job with them simply and then writing a blog in hopes that you see it simply mm-hmm. to, like, destroy your poor wife's life is far fetched. I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. but it's the next best thing to impossible. It's it's pretty unlikely, um, unless this is some like Gone Girl level shit, yeah. which again could happen. But I think you, like the the focus should be on your wife, and the focus should be getting her to talk to you and getting her help. Um, and whether that is something where it's like maybe you just block the blog, yeah. and I know that seems a bit manipulative to like maybe get on her computer or her phone or whatever and like block it. You know what I mean? Or suggest that she stops reading it. Yeah. Be like, look, this is this is actively having a terrible effect on your mental health. You need to stop reading it. And if you need me to block it, I will. Like, I will put a password on that fucking site and make yeah. sure that you can't access it. Because, like, you know, we've all been there where, like, we know we shouldn't be looking at our ex's Instagram. Mm-hmm. But we do because yeah. we're fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's one thing to be like, oh, stop reading it. And the person being like, okay, I will. And then... They won't. Yeah, because it's so easy to do, like literally just so easy. You type a few fucking things on a keyboard and it's there. And like, it's hard to really appreciate what that damage it does as well. It's like if it was reaching out and touching a stove, no one would do it. But it's like, it's hard to really pin down what it does. You just do it. You know what I mean? Like the curiosity and the ease far outweigh any possible consequences. But like, this is one of those things where this is clearly, clearly very bad for your wife. So it's like, maybe no ask to go to therapy, or you know what I mean? Maybe just put your foot down, you know what I mean? Like, you're in a relationship, and it's their health. If they were very ill and wouldn't go to the doctor, I'm sure you would really press the issue. And mental health is no different than physical illness. You really need to get her to go and talk to somebody. And offer to do it with her. Like, oh, this is your relationship, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, this is this is affecting you guys as a, as a unit and as a couple. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, babe, let's go talk to someone about this. Um, also reassure that like, even if this is in the wildest scenario, you know, writer X is Layla, mm-hmm. you have no interest in her. Yeah. It's not it, like there isn't any sort of like, I, you know, I kind of have feelings for Layla. There was none of that. Yeah. So tell her and be like, Hey, even if this bizarre situation is happening, I love you. You're my wife and nothing's going to change that. Yeah. No one's going to steal me away from you. So let's go talk about this. Let's get this under control. I'll go with you. But I like that, I think, is really the, the most important thing to do. Yeah, no, 100%. I think you, you need to lay that down. Uh, if you can, try to pepper in some things. It's a little far-fetched, but hey, why not? And yeah, now the thing is, Dan, what if the wife is writing it? 
oh, now we're we're really going Gone Girl, right? So you think the wife is trying to frame Layla? <gasps> what? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy shit! Like, what if Mister X never existed? What if Writer X was the wife? I like how fired. Writer X temporarily became Mister X. I know. What if? What if that whole situation? Maybe she got fired for another reason. Made up this fake account. Oh man. She's jealous of Layla for whatever reason. You know, we get jealous. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But is now trying to like who else has all the details of the of the trips? That's the thing, right? It's as likely that it's the wife as it is Layla. Oh, man, this is. I don't know what to think about that. I'm sorry. I just I threw I threw a, co- a wrench in the cogs. Yeah, the gears even. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you know, your wife knows all your details. Your wife knows. And it's like, why why would she try a new thing? Yeah. Because she, she wrote it. She knew about it. Also, it's like, it seems really weird that you would hate this blog and be scared of it and then do something like this. And, like, it didn't even seem like they had an argument about it. Like, she just casually dropped it the next day that, like, oh, it's from the blog. Right? Because you'd imagine, like, the only reason to do that would to be like, aha, you do, like, your dick being penetrated by a clip yeah i don't know i i think i mean like barring the sort of like peripheral insanity of these situations happening get your get your poor wife some help she's struggling and you have to be sort of the one that guides her in the right direction you know what you do you tell your wife that you're going to do something only around layla to see if it's her but you do something different around Layla. So Ooh. if the first thing comes up on the blog, you know it's your wife. If the second thing comes up, you know it's Layla. If you te- neither it's, up, it's the business trip. You you mm-hmm. ha- you have to tell one that you're going to like, oh, we're going to, you know, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tell Layla you're going to fucking, you know, Toronto. Idaho. Yeah, you know, Toronto. And then who, whatever one pops up in the blog... Yeah, like, do you ooh, fuck ooh, at a comedy ooh. show or do you fuck covered in maple syrup? Yeah. Um, alternatively, like, this could be like, no, I, I was gonna say like, could be like someone Layla knows, and it's just sort of stealing Layla's life. But even then, the 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 chances of it being writer X bullying. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But no, a hundred percent reassure her therapy if possible, and then maybe try some sneaky shit. But the other two are way more important and realistic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we are we giving it giving it up now? Are we call. I it? think so. Are you ready for some tinders though? Well, we'll do a few. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, everyone who sent in some tinders. I'm just gonna hit you with this one. This is Gemma. I'm not gonna be the girl you'll marry, but I'll be the girl you're thinking about 20 years from now while you engage in polite sex with your boring wife who fakes her orgasm to make you feel better about your receding hairline. Yikes! I was. Almost like, okay, I know what you're about, but like, you just attacked everything about your potential sexual partner. Right? Like, it'd be one thing to be like, oh, you know, your future partner's going to be boring to sort of like, you know, boost her own ego. But to then be like, you're bad in bed and you're going to be ugly is... Right? It's a little harsh. It's a little shitty. It's a bold move. It went from funny to kind of just bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't. I think she's trying to come off as like edgy, but it ju- yeah, mm-hmm. it just does come off as a little bit petty and like yeah, also like insecure, right? It it seems like they're probably going to be the boring wife faking an orgasm. Yeah, I'm giving it a five. 
I'm gonna go. Low. I'm gonna say like a three. This is Mila. Gentlemen, stop asking about my job. In my humble opinion, your job is seen as a major reflection of your status and worth as a person. Unfairly, I would say, but social norms aren't often fair. So to ask someone what they do is to be very direct about wanting to know their social rank, in a way. It can make people uncomfortable or insecure if their job isn't as prestigious as they want it to be, or they're in a low prestige job compared to most people in the world. Respect, please. Pray emoji. I mean, I don't disagree with her. It's just a weird thing to put on your dating profile. Literally, word for word, my exact thoughts. What? What is her job? (laughs) I mean, if there's one thing to like, it, you know, it's the button situation right like if there's one way to get someone to want to talk about something you don't want to talk about tell them not to talk about it and then go on a tirade it's the the only thing hey that button don't press it don't press it it's like of course everyone is going to want to press that button Mm -hmm. meanwhile she's like posing with like all the louis vuitton and like a diamond ring and like fancy glasses and like so here's and she's like posed perfectly in the snow with all these like social status symbols very much on display. So it's like, the I don't know, the, the irony here. I it, don't think it's irony. I think it is specifically she wants to be asked about her job. Well, yes, probably. I think that is like the big thing of her being like, please don't ask me about my job. Look at all the money I make. Look at all my, my social status. Look at like where I am you know, in terms of like visual appeal, but please don't ask me about my job. It's like, of course people are going to ask about the job and you're, she's probably going to, she probably has her like big speech and be like, if you must know, Mm -hmm. it's this. Yeah. It's, you know what? You're probably right. I doubt she like actually has a job she's ashamed of or doesn't like. Of course. Because like, you probably wouldn't want to draw so much attention to it if that was the case. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I just don't want everyone to know how socially high I am. Yeah, exactly. Either way, I'm giving it like a two. Yeah, I'm not feeling I'm I'm giving it a two as well. All right. Uh it's Christine. Just moved to Buffalo. Loving it so far. Excited to meet new people with social distancing and such. For now, wink. Married and kinda open. Let's chat. Ooh, okay. I was gonna say really boring, but nothing wrong with it. I would I would definitely like I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think I would need clarification on what kind of open means. Yeah, kind of open is so fucking vague. <laughs> yeah, I've like I don't think it would be enough for me to like say no. Mm. But I, I would. It, that's a yes, but arguably, I think it's a reddish flag, but it's also a very intriguing thing because it's like, what do you mean, kind of open? I think that's a very good way to open the conversation and continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say yes to this uh, and I would I would, you know, if the if the explanation is, oh, yeah, we're open. My husband doesn't know, though. Yeah, I feel like that, it, it hinges very up. specifically on on how she explains kind of open. Yeah, that's that I think is the it's a red flag in my hand. I haven't raised it yet. I certainly haven't like, you know, stuck it on the ground, but it's it's in my hand and it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I would put it at like a five because I don't know which way it would go. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Five, six. And lastly, we have Oliver. Oh, my cat. They, What's, he doing? What's he doing on? Uh, he's posing with a paw over his head on a red couch looking Aww. uninterested. That's my boy. <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, they slash them, or as my niece says, boy slash girl, like G-U-R-L, B-O-I. Non-monogamous. I teach yoga and run a theater company. 
My life revolves around yoga, meditation, and art. I'm a Celtic witch, sensitive bitch, cat parent, hoarder of books and records, leprechaun, fairy, and elf. I am a switch. I love to dominate doms, looking for cute dates and handholding. Social and eco-justice lights my fire, rainbow. Smart people who read and love to debate also make me wet. Tell me about something good you read recently, rainbow. You know, I think this is one of those profiles that sort of like goes all in, that does it right. You mm-hmm. know, we've had a lot of those like, you know, angry feminists, this, walk through a graveyard, blah, 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 blah. You know, like those ones and we've trashed them. I think if you're going to do it, I think this is sort of like the right way to do it. I'm still not crazy about it. I think it's still a little too much, but I don't think there's anything there that really sort of like puts me off. I kind of agree. I feel like they're both in the same category. Whereas like once they hit a point, one veers wildly into just like tryhardy and annoying and whatever. And this one still kind of seems light and like, it's, it's a lot of positive things about themselves. Yeah. And I also, find that I find that it like it, it throws me off when it like that anger or that sort of like whatever, like whatever that steez is starts getting projected outward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's when it goes off the rails for me. But this is all like this is what I'm about. And it's like none of it's really negative or like toxic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, the Celtic witch elf thing is a bit. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Anyone who describes themselves as a mythical creature, I just find painful. Yeah, like I don't know from about a guy, that. This is from a guy who writes fantasy novels. And who's I, literally a leprechaun. <laughs> I can make that joke because you're not near me. Uh, I'm, coming, I'm coming to bite your kneecap. <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody who describes themselves as a leprechaun or an elf, like, I, I, I just, just, I don't know. Yeah, it's not for me, but I don't know if it's... I wouldn't call it a red flag. No, I'm you giving I mean? this, this person overall a seven. Yeah, I think seven is is right. Let's end this. Okay. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, mm-hmm. you're a fucking legend, and and we love you. If you join midway through, if you're if this is the first episode you're listening to, uh, it doesn't matter. If you've listened to a few, if you listen to them all we appreciate you and you're the reason we're doing what we're doing. And it, it means the world to us that, uh, that you guys listen to us and share us and ask us questions and are willing to be a part of sort of us doing what we can in the hopes that like we make the world a little better and we make sex a little better for everyone. And we, we hopefully make it a little safer for the people who, who are at risk. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate like everyone again, if you've listened even to one or two, um, but especially everyone who's been here for a hundred and many people who've, uh, you know, who've sent us multiple questions or, you know, given us feedback or thanked us or anything like we've gotten some really, really nice messages over the last 100 episodes and every single one of them like makes my week. And this thing is like, I, I really only need one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I, I like we've talked about it. Or we've talked about her a lot. Uh, Agent Luxury, when we answered her question, she sent us a very, very, very nice email in response and and like an update um and and that for me i think it was like one of the first times we really got that kind of reaction from someone and and it was like cool this has been worth it yeah like that's the thing even if it was just that it would have been been worth it already yeah Um, um and like everyone we've interacted with through the podcast with the like brief exception of people just messaging us to ask for sex 
has been really super positive and like everyone that we know of who listens, they're all really great people. And I think that's just such a compliment, you know what I mean? To, to see great people come and listen to your stuff, you know? Um, Cause you know, what, what did we ever do to be worth you guys? And it's, it's amazing. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, we, 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 we say it every episode, but, but thank you very much for listening. Um, We we've done a hundred and we're going to try to do another hundred, you know, and, and, yeah, man, we signed up for another hundred. Oh man! I asked. Did, did you, you at least negotiate a better rate? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I just sort of. They were like, "You want to do another hundred? I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Are we doing a worse rate though? We're not doing worse. Okay, so we're still on zero dollars. <laughs> yes, we're still at zero. We're Ooh. not paying to do it. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. What about the website? We're still paying for that, right? Yeah, we're still paying for that. Okay, no, it, it's fine. We'll 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 hustle something else on the side. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We're we're not stopping this anytime soon, as far as I'm aware. And we still haven't missed one. So fucking congrats to us. Yeah, we we even went on fucking vacation and didn't miss a fucking episode. Yeah, we've done dumb um, things like record multiple in one day and then just go loopy from one heat exhaustion to yeah. whiskey and three just, I don't know. Recording a podcast can, can take it out of you sometimes. Yeah. Um, so thank you again for the bottom of our hearts. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you, Dane. Thank you for doing all the like the editing and stitching everything together. Always have it up on time. It always sounds great. And you're the fucking best host a man could, or co-host anyone could ever ask for. Well, and likewise, thank you for doing all the social media stuff because I sure as fuck don't have the patience for it. Well, I try. All right. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for Song Paper Stars. And thank you for kicking off our episodes every day for, or not every day, but every 100 episodes. Yeah. It's 100 episodes with that that sweet, sweet vocal man. It's fucking great. Great tune. All right. Do you have... I'm hesitant to ask if you have another sex writing because you did say you had one. I do. I do. Don't worry. I I came in heavier than I'm going to leave. Okay. I don't know if you can come any heavier than it was. And I mean that because I was so aroused by it. I came so heavily. You didn't have to say it again? (laughs) You didn't (laughs) respond. I don't know. Um, This is The Castle in the Forest by Norman Mailer. So Clara turned head to foot and put her most unmentionable part down on his hard, breathing nose and mouth and took his old battering ram into her lips. Uncle was now soft as a coil of excrement. She sucked on him nonetheless, with an avidity that could only come from the evil one that she knew. From there the impulse had come, so now they both had their heads at the wrong end, and the evil one was there. He had never been so close before. I'm. You know what I think I'm going to start doing? I think I'm going to start... Uh, posting Instagram videos of my face <laughs> when you read these. You didn't like that uncle was soft as a coil of excrement? Yeah, that when she was putting his dick in her mouth, she was like, hey, this is kind of like a turd. <laughs> and also uncle? I mean, yeah, at this point, like the descriptions of people and like who they are in relation to who they're fucking really doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Like I... Like, we literally had a fucking, you know, capitalist tycoon shitting himself in a diaper last week, I How think. How dare you talk about Donald Trump like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shithead. Hey, vote, by the way. Oh, yeah, I mean, not, it's... Not for Trump. Please, if you're in the in the States, in the America... Um, register to vote and and please put that man out of office and out of like just 
obliterate him from relevancy and Please. make sure that no one ever talks about him or his stupid family ever again. Yeah. I know it's it's not the best choice, you know, that you're you're stuck with, but like it's an easy one. It should be at that, least. That's the thing. It, it's like it's such an easy choice. Uh, so please, 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 please figure out what you need to do to vote safely, to vote securely. Look up the, you know, don't wait until the last minute to see what you got to do. I know there's a lot of advanced polling and shit like that. So like, if you can do it ahead of time, please do it. Uh, we need you to, because we really want to go back into your beautiful country and meet all you beautiful faces. Uh, I miss all my American friends. I know I, I miss them and I'm worried about them. And I, and I'm worried about anyone who's listening in the States. Uh, our hearts go out to you I, again. I can't tell you how much we love your country. Um, and, and literally every memory I have of being in the States is incredible. Mm -hmm. And that's including the time I was so fucking alcohol poisoned that I had to get off the fucking like a train seven times. <laughs> Just vomit the bin <laughs> to throw up in a trash can. Like I look back at that fondly. That's how much I love your country. <laughs> Just the two of us fucked up on hangovers. Just <laughs> animated uh fucking adam's family movie just like miserable yeah uh, that was great before 10 hour bus oh god uh yeah. yeah so just stay safe over there guys and we should probably stop this podcast now yes um to send us off on our uh 100th episode i have a delectable little quote uh, our pornhub comment from the pornhub streaming service uh, this comes from jack 3m I was offered sex with a 21-year-old girl today. In exchange, I was supposed to advertise some kind of bathroom cleaner. Of course, I declined because I'm a person with high moral standards and strong willpower. Just as strong as Ajax, the super strong bathroom cleaner, now available with scented vanilla or lemon. <laughs> My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. We have been your fuck buddies. And to, to see us out at the end, um, we are going to play. We, we asked uh, if people would send us in little clips about the show and to wish, uh, you know, to celebrate with us. Um, and uh, we are going to end with that. Um, so thank you very much to the people who sent us the clips. Uh, it means the world to us. Hey, guys. Agent Freedom here from Brampton. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm always looking forward to the next one. Hey, guys. It's Agent Valiant Hart here. Just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Can't wait to hear the next 100. Hey, Dana and Niall. It's Agent Kingdom from the Philippines. Happy 100th episode. Hey, Fuck Buddies listeners. It's your friendly neighborhood Spite Witch stopping in to congratulate Dane and Niall on an incredible 100 episodes. Hey, Fuck Buddies. Happy 100th episode. Love from your number one friend in the Philippines, Agent Sloan. Hello, Niall and Dane. And congratulations on your 100th episode of Fuck Buddies. Hey, Niall and Dane. Happy 100, guys. Yeah, sure. Hey. Okay. Hello, Niall Spain. Hello, Dane Miller. Happy 100th episode. I love you guys. Niall, Dane, Fuck Buddies podcast universe. Happy 100th. Hi, Niall and Dane. Big congrats on your 100th episode. Happy 100th. Yes, Lyle dogs. Happy 100 fuck buddies. You guys fucking rule. I'm delighted to see you guys making 100 episodes, but I'm honestly not surprised. I've loved your podcast from the get-go. It's so much fun. I look forward to it every week. 
love tuning in every Monday uh, to listen to you guys. Fuck Buddies is such a great way to start my week. Please continue what you're doing because I really enjoy your podcasts every week. Thank you again so, so much for all of the support that you've given me and the wonderful advice. I've sent you in quite a few questions and you always come through for me. They've given me a lot of hope for the future and I can't thank you enough. Over the time, you guys have actually helped me with a couple of my own personal issues uh, for which I'm very grateful. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm so happy to be a little part of it. I can't wait to see what else you guys do, how many people you guys reach out to. Uh, it's always so fun and entertaining listening to you guys, and I just can't wait to watch you take over the world of sex and dating podcasting. In a year when most people have the communication skills of a fucking alarm clock, Buck Buddies is here to bring nuance and delicacy to all of your intimate encounters. And remember, if you can't be right, there's always spite. Love ya! It's a huge relief to be able to ask relationship and dating questions without feeling like you're being judged. Keep doing what you're doing, keep staying anti-sexist and anti-misogyny um, and all of that. I'm so delighted to see you guys out there being positive role models for men in today's dating world. Um, as you know, I've worked with young people and teenagers and young men for years. And I've seen the problems that incel culture and, and pickup artistry have had on our generation. And it's just so great to see you guys out there offering such a such a good alternative in, in a way that's really accessible and honestly it's something i would recommend to any any young men who are trying to find their way in the dating world today i love you both and i'll say it again just in case it didn't come through the first time happy 100th episode Woo! here's looking forward to 100 more love you both more power and peace to 100 more you guys are the best love you so much and congratulations happy 100 I wish you guys all the best and here's to a hundred more.